This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. Zucchino and Weeks bringing you another edition of GTC. Adam Scully will be along later. Mark at his home studio here in Scarberia. Let's bring in Weeksy. Bob, how are you this morning, sir? Excellent. As uh, well as we can all be at this time without any golf to watch or to play or to... But we can still have lots of wall, lots of golf we can talk about. How's that? Yeah, there certainly is. And the sun is out and the sky is blue here in Toronto. So at least on a Saturday morning for you and I staring out our window, it's uh, it looks like a spring day. But I got to tell you, Bob, it landed a little bit more this week. It landed a bit more this week in terms of where we would have been and what we would have been doing uh, this week being Masters Week. Now, TSN has done a great job, and, and uh, we're going to get the TSN schedule actually off you today here because they're still doing Masters Rewind and running some great final rounds across the TSN network. But this week, we would have been in Augusta. We would have been uh, shooting Golf Talk Canada television on location. TSN would have been bringing all the action with our early round coverage, throwing the network coverage. This would have been our first Saturday of Golf Talk Canada radio on TV for Masters Week. What uh, an exciting spring it was looking uh, to line up for everybody for golf. And here we are. Boy, uh, boy, did that change overnight. Yeah, it's a little bit, uh, obviously, sad to sort of have to sit there and, and think about Augusta not not being in Augusta at this time of year because we're generally uh, generally there this time of year. It's been a long time since I haven't been there this time of year. But uh, as you said, there's been lots of great highlights on television. It's been interesting to watch a lot of the uh, the past Masters. You know, you, you sort of know who wins, but a lot of the stuff that happened uh, along the way was is pretty interesting. And of course, tomorrow on TSN, boy, it's back to back to back. In the morning at 9.30 Eastern is the final round of last year's RBC Canadian Open followed by the final round of the 2019 Masters and then the 2018 CP Women's Open. And uh, so that should be some pretty good viewing. I probably won't get up off the couch. I'll probably be uh, just locked right in there and covered in uh, chips and popcorn and maybe the odd beer. <laughs> well, that'll be a fun uh, Sunday of golf viewing uh, for sure. And you're right about some of the moments you forget. I was watching the 2013 Masters yesterday. Of course, that's Adam Scott. And everybody remembers the putt and him winning in that, that, that image of the rain falling on him at Augusta when he won. But you forget the putt he made on the 72nd hole. I totally forgot, Bob, how big that putt was he made on the 72nd hole. And after watching it yesterday, it was like, wow. So thank you to TSN, our friends, obviously here at the network for letting us, uh, and I've, I've followed Twitter and Instagram and, People on social media have been all over, just happy to see it. Uh, I think they needed a little Augusta. But uh, today we're going to give you a lot of Augusta. It's it's a kind of an all-masters edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Um, we've got uh, Tiger Woods uh, sat down with Golf TV's Henny Zool for a two-part interview. We're going to run that for you this morning. Bob went one-on-one with Mike Weir, 2003 Masters champion. You'll hear from Mike Weir and Bob. We did a great video podcast this week. It was a Masters Edition video podcast, and we had a ton of fun 
doing some Masters trivia. So later on in Scully time, we're going to replay for that Masters trivia for you. If you haven't heard it, stick around. It's a lot of fun as well. We're bringing back Winners Weird and What. Uh, winners Weird and What 3-Dub has been in hibernation lately because we just didn't think it was appropriate to be doing 3-Dub in this current environment. But because it's Masters week, we're going to do an all-Masters, all-time edition of winners weird and what we have some huge contest news we're going to announce the winner of our style evolution adidas contest that we ran with our friends at adidas golf so we'll announce our winner today also our friends at taylormade had a concert uh, excuse me contest we'll give you some details on that and our friends at woodington lake golf club have a massive contest they are starting today and this is so cool. You're going to have the opportunity to really kind of etch your footprint in golf history in the province of Ontario. What about your opportunity to name a golf course? Well, they are going to give you that opportunity, and we'll tell you the details at the bottom of the hour. But before all of that, let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. Well, there was certainly some uh, news today, uh, this week, more, more so on the schedule again, Bob. Obviously, earlier this week, the huge news broke, and we actually did you know, an emergency Golf Talk Canada radio on Tuesday night here in Toronto. Uh, it was, you know, there was just so much happened with the official cancellation of the Open Championship, and then, of course, the moving and shuffling of the majors, Ryder Cup, etc. And we had the framework with what uh, would be a major schedule but what we're all waiting on and we're still waiting on is the pga tour schedule for the year and i should say and apologize to our listening audience that we were expected uh to have uh, lawrence applebaum from golf and uh, golf canada excuse me ceo of golf talk canada with us this week because we were anticipating a pga tour schedule announcement and news on the rbc canadian open that did not happen we've postponed Lawrence's visit to Golf Talk Canada to next Saturday. It's expecting to come this week, Bob. And the rumor is, and it's what we've been waiting for and what you and I have been, have been anticipating all along in a player's memo yesterday to the players on the PGA Tour, golf could return without spectators. Yeah, it's been something that I know has been on the table for quite a while now and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, golf tournaments that are still on the schedule those that haven't been canceled starting with the charles schwab challenge in may um have been looking at possibilities how do we do it how do we hold the tournament without fans what would it take so the logistics of of organizing a tournament without fans um and it seems as though the pga tour really wants to get things going and really wants to try and start up and it does seem as if at least on the top level that it is a sport that doesn't require a lot of uh of close distancing, I guess the opposite of social distancing. I'm not sure what it is, but um, you could get away with it. But it's still, you know, in my mind, it's still going to be interesting to see how they pull it off and if they will pull it off. But uh, we're expecting to hear probably a little bit more this week with uh, with more meetings going on with the Players Advisory Council and perhaps maybe even a press release. Yeah, something's coming for sure. Yours truly been asked to be on a, a conference call as well uh, for my radio team on Wednesday as well. So something's coming down. Not too sure what it is, uh, but uh, anticipating something this week for sure. And I think it's going to be a proposed tentative schedule and a COVID-19 protocol, I think, in place for the start 
of the PGA Tour season. Now, speaking of COVID-19 and coronavirus protocol, uh, some of the golf courses, uh, some of the provinces going by different rules and regulations on who's open for golf, who isn't. BC has been open. Now, Alberta, the latest to shut down uh, golf courses in Canada. Many states following suit in the U.S. Uh, New York State, they were playing golf uh, as, as uh, late as just a couple of days ago. New York State has now uh, declared uh, that their golf course is much closed. So this is happening. Dominoes are falling, it seems, across North America. But, Bob, some people are not listening. Right here in Ontario, Hamilton earlier this week, out in Hamilton on a public golf course for golfers sneaking on and getting tickets of $800 violation tickets. So um, some people getting it, some not. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, whether whether you want to play or not, is it's it's whether you're allowed to play. And British Columbia now is the only province uh, in Canada that is allowing golfers to play. And most of the golf courses there have have remained closed or have, have closed. There are a number that are open and people are playing and they're taking... Uh, they're taking precautions, I guess, in that way. In the U.S., though, you said it's it's somewhere around fifty to sixty percent of the courses are still open, and um, there's a there's actually a map you can you can see if you dig around a little bit online as to where what states the courses are open in and what they aren't. But um, it's uh, it's there's no real there's no real answer here as to if it's safe or not safe or whether you should open or not open. And I think a lot of it for some courses just comes down to the sheer financial pressure and. Uh, I read a story this morning about a golf course out in Trail, British Columbia, that had to close up and went into basically into uh, insolvency because it uh, it's not going to open in time and it just doesn't have enough money to to from from not selling um, annual memberships to to continue. So that's probably not going to be the last one of those cases. No, it's going to be uh, sad to see Bob, and that's something. And I know. You know, it's part. It's going to be part of the narrative and part of the storyline coming out of this, and it's unfortunate and it's just unavoidable. And you know, we have a lot of people uh, in our business that are always the cup half empty approach type of people, and they 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 love the blood in the water story, and they've been sometimes writing about it over the years when really it hasn't been there, and 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 and. and trying to hold on to that, oh, the sky is falling in the game of golf. Well, that's not the case. The sky has not been falling in the game of golf. In fact, participation's been up over the last couple of years in, in North America for, for the first time in a long time. That being said, when we come out of the other side of this, the skull might be falling because uh, I am scared to look at what the footprint of golf of the golf community in Canada is coming out of this. Is it half the size? Is it 40% smaller, 30% small? I don't know, but it is going to be a drastic number across the entire industry when it comes to courses, people working, uh, just stakeholders in general. It, it, it's, it's not going to be good, but... Golf is not alone in that. I think that's a statement we can pretty much say for the majority of the planet right now. And the one thing, before we let this go and go to break, Bob, something uh, curious. I've seen some communications from multiple private clubs in the U.S., and it's a bit head-scratching. Public golf courses certainly closing down when they've been asked to, and other ones uh, when they're allowed to stay open. Uh, protocol, COVID-19 protocol in place for public golf facilities. There are multiple, multiple private golf clubs in the U.S. that don't have financial strain. We're talking high-end private golf clubs in the U.S. that are business as usual and have actually sent out communications to their members pretty much saying the same thing. 
Do you find that as head scratching as I do? Yeah, it's uh, you know every every situation and every location I guess is a little bit different, um, but it certainly seems that the research shows that if we all kind of adhere to the rules, whatever those rules are, it's going to make this thing go away quicker and get back to normal normal capacity. But listen, I'm I I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to play golf if unless I, I feel that it's safe to play and everyone else can make their own um, their own judgments and what they're going to do. And I mean, right now, you're not even allowed to walk on a golf course in uh, in Ontario. That's against the rule. And, that's, and there's bylaw officers that have been visiting a lot of the golf courses to remind them of that. I know of two or three golf courses that have, have had multiple visits from bylaw officers telling people, no, this is not a park. You've got to stay off of it. So um, we'll see. Only time is going to tell us on this one. All right, we're going to switch gears now, and we're getting into Masters mode on what would have been a Masters Saturday. Oh, boy. Boy, is that depressing when I say that. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> it would have been a it's Masters true. Saturday, but we're going to still do – it's hard not to think that way right now. We're still going to do a lot of Masters talk, and we're going to start with a five-time Masters champion. Tiger Woods sat down with Henny Zool from Golf TV for an exclusive one-on-one. -on -one. It's a two-parter. We're going to get to it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Are you dreaming of playing Augusta? Who isn't? Go to TaylorMade golf or excuse me taylormade ca on instagram that is taylormade underscore ca on instagram or taylormade golf ca on twitter and tag three of your friends so go see them on twitter and instagram tag three of your buddies for your chance to win p7 tw irons and four dozen tp5 golf balls to share with your foursome all you need to go do is visit taylormade canada on instagram and twitter tag three friends for your chance at the four dozen TP5s and the P7 TW irons. Of course, those are the Tiger Blades that he used to win last year at Augusta. And Bob, Tiger would have been this week going for six green jackets to tie Jack Nicholas. Yeah, it's certainly a place where he likes to win, isn't it? And he knows it so well. And looking back at some of the replays yeah. we've had on this week on TSN, <laughs> it's been amazing to, uh, to see what he's capable of and uh, just... Just how much he's, you can see how joyous he was last year at winning, but boy, it would have been nice to see him as the defending champion there on the first tee. Certainly would have, and we really haven't heard much from Tiger uh, during the isolation since the uh, since the last time we really seen him at, at the Genesis, where he didn't look that great. Of course, he withdrew from the uh, World Golf Championships and then withdrawing from the Players' Championship. Everybody was very surprised. Back stiff, stiffness never really uh, kind of let us in on how bad the back might have been. We were wondering, would he 
tee it up at the Masters. I think we all assumed he would. Well, uh, this week he spoke with Henny Zool from Golf TV. Golf TV, an exclusive two-part interview with Tiger Woods. We're going to play it for you here now. Let's hear part one with Tiger Woods. Hey, T. How's it going? All good. Long time no see. I know it's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, I, I like the, is this kind of like a Tom Hanks castaway lockdown vibe going on? Uh, I think it's just laziness. <laughs> the, the last time I was out for a long time and I uh, came back and I was the vice captain of the Hazeltine, I had a had a little beard there as well. So this is kind of the same thing. I've um, been away from uh, golf activities, so uh, might as well just keep it. I like it. Now, obviously, these are extraordinary times that we're all facing. Um, what are your feelings on the collective effort made by everyone around the world to do the right thing and stay home during these tough times? Well, I think that pretty much everyone's listening to you know our government officials and trying to do the best thing for um, humankind. Um, this is a, a war that is, has no visible enemy, um, which is very different for, for all of us around the world. And we have to do what's best for each other and how we can we help each other is uh, by quarantining ourselves. I know it's frustrating. It's boring at times, but uh, in the end, we're trying to save lives and hopefully we can flatten this, this curve out and um, resume normal activities whenever months down the road. Um, but the more we do it, do what our, our government officials say, the sooner we can return to uh, our normal daily activities. Now, the last time we spoke to you at Genesis, um, you said that you wanted to put on a little bit more weight during this time off. Have you managed to do that? I know you rolled in with a smoothie there, trying to get those calories in. It has not happened. No. I have uh, not gained any weight, but I have gotten stronger. I've been a little bit more pliable, but I have not put on a lot of weight because uh, every now and again, I'll go for a, a ride outside, um, cycle down the road and come back and whatever water weight I've put on, I've lost. Um, it is still warm down here in South Florida. It's hovering in, in the mid 80s, low 80s, pretty much every day. And mm -hmm. so, uh, getting outside and sweating, it's it feels good to be outside at home. But yeah, you know, feeling the breeze hit my face and by by cycling it feels fantastic. And and I know that when I come home, I'm not going to be able to do much. So I end up cycling for longer. A lot of people have taken up new hobbies or picked up hobbies that they've dropped a while ago because they're so busy. Is cycling one of those for you? Uh, I used to do it quite a bit, and mm. I, I'm doing a little bit more now because uh, obviously we have the time. Um, I've been trying to help Sam and Erica with this ungodly puzzle that they have. It's a, we just finished a, or they just finished a 2,000 piece puzzle, and now it's a 3,000 piece puzzle. Ooh, that's serious. I struggle because I'm partially colorblind. So, oh, okay. Yeah, with that being said, I don't know certain colors. So I said, is, it, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? They get sick and tired of me asking. <laughs> so they, just, they end up shooting me away from the puzzle. Like, I can't help. You can't. Bye. I was like, okay, here we go. So you can be in charge of shapes and they can be in charge of colors. Yeah, but it's just the organization uh, of it, you know, getting everything. I, once we're done with the borders, you know, it, I'm useless. <laughs> I can't disseminate colors as, as well as they can. One of the biggest challenges that parents are facing during this time is homeschooling. Uh, how has that been going in your household? Well, we have online learning um, mm -hmm. through our, our school uh, here at Benjamin. And so 
they have a dedicated class time in which they have to FaceTime in. Um, and so that, that's been going well. It's, it's trying to get, they have all their assignments in the work and their teachers, um, you know, getting on them, trying to teach them lessons. Uh, I know not every student has that availability, um, but we're very lucky in, in that regard. Uh, for us at the foundation, we've, we've been able to grow through, throughout this pandemic in a, in a way that um, was unforeseen, uh, just like for all of us with the pandemic. So um, TGRF's uh, YouTube channel has been fantastic. Like my kids have been on it. They've checked it out. Um, TGR EDU has been, been up and running, which is great. We've got over 40 different curriculum that which kids are, they can explore and then look at subjects that uh, they probably wouldn't primarily be exposed to. Uh, so that's been a positive. Uh, we're trying to find positive in such a negative time. Um, so just trying to find just little bitty positives here and there. Um, not only it makes the, the day go by, but uh, I'm trying to allow our kids to, to learn and grow and, and be better people um, throughout difficult times. Is that the one thing that you've been really trying to do in terms of telling your family and those around just to try and find the positives. I'm sure that we could all use some tiger words of wisdom right about now. Yeah, I, I, I go back to what my dad used to say, and, and it's, it's very true how he got through a lot of tough, tough times being, don't forget, I, I'm a military brat. So um, you don't look at, you know, people say, take it day by day. Uh, he used to never say that. He used to just take it from one meal to the next. So yeah. you uh, go at it until the next meal, and then you figure it out, and then you go at it until the next meal. And when times are very slow like this, and days seem like months, if not years, mm. uh, you just try to take, break it up into, into pieces in which you can accomplish things. And unfortunately for myself, I've been through um, episodes like this in my career with my, with my back, what it was, where seconds seemed like months. Yeah, um, you have to slow things down and do things at a different pace and uh, look at things from a different lens, a different perspective in which you can accomplish goals. And I think at, at this point in time, uh, going from Eva Meal has, has worked. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to work or how long we're going to be in this pandemic. But uh, for us, it's been these little bitty mini goals that has allowed us to keep moving forward. And next, you know, it's Nighttime, and it's time for bed. Yeah. Repeat process, uh, but trying to keep the interest of you know all my my well my kids and myself and Erica and all our kids our hopes up throughout the days. Sometimes it's challenging. Yeah. Uh, sure. Moving around, walking around, running, play tag, sprints. <laughs> you know, trying to do anything, something active in which you sweat. Um, I have a tennis court in the backyard, so we can all play a little bit of tennis and. Make yeah. them run around and, and burn energy. Yeah. And then, hey guys, back to school. There we go. Well, there's part one of the Tiger Woods interview with Golf TV, talking a little bit about having to deal with the current situation that we're all dealing with and how to stay busy. On the other side, we're going to get to part two. Tiger gets into practice, trying to stay sharp. Uh, finding difficulties, being motivated, and his and his health right now. How is he feeling? So we'll get to Tiger Woods Part Two with Golf TV. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a Masters edition of GTC, as it would have been Tiger Woods' opportunity for six green jackets this week at Augusta, the opportunity to tie Jack Nicklaus's all-time green jacket record. He sat down with Henny Zool for an interview with Golf T- for Golf TV. We just heard part one. Let's hear part two, Tiger Woods on health and staying sharp in this uh, bizarre COVID-19 world. Genesis was really the last time that you played and as you said you've had some time now to work on yourself physically but give us an idea of where you were at there and then where you're at now physically and with your game well um night and day i feel a lot better than i did then uh, i've been able to turn you know a negative to a positive and i've been able to train a lot uh, be able to get my body back to where um i think it should be at i've been able to play some golf you know on a, you know fortunately Metalist is, is still open here. Yeah. Um, every course virtually to the south of us is closed, mm. um, but we remain open. So it's been nice to be able to go out there and hit golf balls and play a little bit. Yeah. At least get some fresh air and, and do something. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have our social distancing. We can't touch rakes or touch the flags, but uh, one person per cart. But at least you know the members and um, their their kids are able to get out there and play a little bit and do something active. Yeah. We've seen members out there walking the dogs, um, some run the golf course, just doing some kind of daily activity to get some exercise and uh, yeah, some peace of mind. Yeah, so you've been able to be out there a fair bit and, and get away from everything and just grind on the game. Yeah, I, I have been able to do that. I've seen some pros out there practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the hardest part that you know, we always talk about amongst ourselves as professional golfers that it's weird practicing with no any end goal yeah um, and to get ready for um hypothetically it could be this hypothetically it could be that it right could be that it changes from it seemed like from day to day and week to week is always something new something different and that's uh, the more difficult parts about it is that uh, especially the guys who were playing quite a bit and then have been shut down they were gearing up and um i was talking to uh JT about this the other day and I, I felt energetic. I felt like really alive and wired and, yeah. and kind of <laughs> irritable and I didn't know what was going on. And I realized it was Sunday morning and I was supposed to be flying up to the drive uh, drive and putt yeah. uh, to hand out trophies to all the award winners. And my body uh, and my subconsciously, I'd already known that I was supposed to be getting ready to leave yeah. and go to Augusta and so start playing the Masters. 
I mean, it's, it's not that. He's not playing this week. No, but your buddy was ready My to go. I was ready to go, and I didn't know why it was, I was acting that way. That's funny. It's crazy. Let's go to the Masters. We saw a brilliant photo of you at your Masters champion dinner, but quarantine style at home. Did you have the uh, Masters champion dinner that you would have had this week? We had exactly the same. Yes, we had steak and chicken, uh, sushi and shimi. Um, we had uh, cupcakes and uh, milkshakes for dessert. So it was exactly what I was going to serve. Uh, <laughs> ex- ex- as I said, master's dinner quarantine style with, with my family. It, uh, we had a lot of fun and eventually it, it got a, a little bit interesting at the end, a little ugly where icing was flowing across people's hair and face. But, <laughs> and so we had a little bit of fun at the end. Ended in a cupcake food fight. It did. <laughs> I love that. I can just imagine that exact thing happening at Augusta. But I did take the jacket off. I said, okay, this jacket cannot get any cupcakes on it, so we'll take the jacket off. Okay, <laughs> and then get into it. I love it. Um, in terms of, I mean, should have been defending this week at Augusta. What are your feelings around not being able to be there? You know, this is not the way that I wanted to keep the jacket for a longer period of time. Uh, I wanted to get out there and, and compete for it and earn it again, um, like I did in, in O2. Uh, but this is not a normal circumstance. It's not the, the normal world. This is a very fluid environment, and it's very different for all of us. And fortunately, that uh, we potentially could have a, a Masters in November and play it yeah. then. And uh, I guess I'll be defending then. And uh, you know, hopefully that all comes about. If the Masters is in November, I know with its normal tournament dates, you start planning your prep about four months out or so at the start of the year. Would you do the same thing? And how might you go about that for a November Masters? Yeah, it's, uh, the way the schedule looks like we're going to be awfully busy in the fall, late yeah. summer and the fall. When the, when the players move from out of the May date and back into the March date and the PGA went um, into the May date uh, away from August, it was a big adjustment for all of us. Mm. Now we look at this fall. I mean, that that was a minor adjustment to what we're going to be dealing with, with late summer and the fall this year. So, yeah. um, trying to figure all that out, you know, I'm going to have to I'm going to sit down with my team and figure out what is the best practice way, what is the best practice schedule, what is best, what are the tournaments that I need to plan to be ready, uh, how much should I plan, how much should I rest, you know, that all the things that are up kind of up in the air. But again. We don't know exactly know if you're going to be playing these events yet. Yeah. This environment, this world we live in right now is, is changing daily, if sometimes even hourly. Yeah. Let's, as I said, let's take a beat on it. And what I keep telling everyone around here, let's just go from meal to meal and um, it'll, it'll add up. Now, you've obviously competed at Augusta so many times, going back to Masters and Masters memories. What are the things from that week in Augusta that stand out in your mind that you'll miss the most? this week uh, I was telling my, my, my kids and Erica last night that how special a day you know yesterday was in in the Masters because the Masters dinner is it's a, one of the hardest clubs in, in golf it is the hardest club to get into yeah. uh, to have that dinner and the stories that are told uh, the needling that's that that occurs uh, I was lucky enough to have had Gene Saracen and Sam Sneed and Byron Elsa still alive when I won. Yeah. And 
them eating milkshakes uh, was incredible. And it's an incredible story. So um, I miss the, the needling that goes on. People just hammer each other with, with jabs and they're, they're priceless. You know, they, and they go, they go back and they compare, you know, so-and-so's win in the fifties, how much harder it was then in the two thousands. And we go back and forth and um, it, it's not a stop, but at the end of the day, we, you know, how's everyone's family, how's it? grandchildren they, yeah. they tell stories of you know it's it's a back and forth but it truly is a family because we all understand how hard it is to be part of this dinner and all of those um are who are out there that have been a part of that dinner and we all know what, what we've missed last night um yeah. today is a day normally where we play the par three contest and there's high five and our kids are out carrying our clubs and um it's one of family. And then tonight it gets back into lockdown mode. The light switches on and go all out starting tomorrow, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. So that's, that's how I'm, I'm wired. I've been doing it for 25 years now. And so, um, it's hard to unwire those, those circuits now. Yeah. Um, I do feel a little edgy. I want to get out there and play tomorrow. I want to compete. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you think I can't? It, I may have to do it at, at medalist or something, or yeah, right, backyard, you know, putt against Charlie or something like that. So I, I it's not the same um, yeah. because my mind has, has been wired for so many years to do it a certain way at a certain period of time. Yeah. So do you think when you wake up this Sunday morning, you're going to be pumped and ready to go? I wouldn't say it's necessarily Sunday morning. I think tomorrow morning is going to be even. Tomorrow morning. Because it starts out, you know, you don't get to Sunday unless you get through Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You put yourself into a position for Sunday to occur. Uh, but Thursday, usually, it's everyone gets quiet. I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, on the grounds of Augusta, it's loud. People have have phones out or, or cameras out. Yeah. Uh, people are are yelling at you on sixteen to skip it. <laughs> um, you know, it. Then come game time. It's all quiet. Yeah. The little murmurs. Um, you hear tee shots from holes away. Um, uh, you hear roars go up, you know, four or five holes away that someone just hold out from out of the bunker or around the green. Uh, you hear these, these things, then it quiets back down again. Then you can hear the murmurs. Um, I'm going to miss all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You just talking about it makes it, I'm just grinning from ear to ear. I can imagine it. And it's making me miss it even more as well. I can't even imagine how you must be feeling. Um, now kind of pivoting slightly, we're going to finish up on, uh, a lot of people have been sending each other around social media, little competitions just to try and keep everyone going. Cause we're all missing competition at the moment. I know you're one of no, not one of. You are the most competitive human that I know. You mentioned that there's been some games of tag and stuff, but what little competitive things have you been doing around the house of the family? Because I know there must have been some. Um, I think that the, the best one that uh, Char and I have been playing quite a bit together. Uh, we've yeah. been, as I said, medalist has been open. And so we've been able to go out there and play and compete. He's gotten a lot better and He's got a lot better at throwing the, the, the needle at me now and he's accepting it faster and yeah. reversing it back on me. But we have a deal where um, in the backyard, generally every night we'll go out and play, play putting matches. 
and uh, winter gets to keep the green jacket in the closet. <laughs> I said, I don't know how long I'm able to keep this, you know, running. So we started this back in like, January or February. Yeah. We were expecting uh, to have the tournament here this week. Yeah. So I don't know how long I'll, I don't know if I'll be able to defend. I don't know if I'll be able to win it again, but let's just take advantage to have a little bit of fun with it. So we play little putting contests and occasionally it's gone into his closet and um, primarily stayed in mine, but just the fact that he's been able to earn it off of me because there's no, there's no wins that are given in this, this family. Yeah. Earn all your wins. And so uh, it's been fun to see him tease me about, <laughs> about beating me and being able to wear the jacket and have it in his closet where he says it belongs. <laughs> I'll earn it back off you the next tomorrow night. It says, yeah, tomorrow night, not tonight. And it just goes back and forth, back and forth. And we've had a lot of fun with that. And, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, we won't you know, have the opportunity. To, for me, I don't have the opportunity to play for it and put it up there against the rest of the guys until November. Um, but we'll enjoy doing little things like that around the house. Yeah, 100% sounds brilliant. Like father, like son being competitive. It's been wonderful to chat to you. You sound like you're doing good. Thank you for all your advice. And it's been great hearing about uh, your master's stories and memories as well. So take care of yourself and we'll talk soon. You too. Be safe. All right. I'll see you. That's Tiger Woods with Henny Zool from Golf TV. Bob, we only have about a minute left, but there's a lot to digest there uh, in that two-parter. I think he's really enjoying his time being a father. I think he's uh, his maybe his uh, Charlie, his mini-me, might uh, have that same competitive juices going. And, and something else I think that maybe... Uh, you know, he's aware of how how uh, competitive in such a condensed period of time he's going to have to be in this schedule this fall. And, and uh, uh, he's going to have some difficult choices to make because I'm not so sure Tiger's body is going to be able to play all the events he wants to. And he might have to take a pass on some things that he would normally want to be a part of. I would be very shocked to see if Tiger... Um place anything other than the four majors it might be i don't know maybe maybe the tour championship obviously but uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how he does his schedule the other things that i found out of there were pretty interesting were that he's lazy too lazy to shave which is like a lot of us that uh, <laughs> that, that he was colorblind i did not know that he was colorblind uh, he's talking about in the puzzles yes i didn't know that, that either. Uh, yeah and that apparently henny zool um Calls Augusta, well, she calls Augusta Augusta Augusta. I always I thought I find that very intriguing every time she said it. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, a real it was a real. Don't get me started interview. on that stuff. Yeah, don't get me started <laughs> on that stuff, Bob. We could do a whole show on that. So we'll go there. On the other side, we got a major con uh, contest announcement from our friends at Woodington Lake coming up on how you can be part of naming a golf course. Have your name live in uh, history in the Ontario golf landscape. Coming up next, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Weeks, as we wrap up hour one here of GTC, congratulations to Peter Blazovic. Peter, well done. You're a member of Team Ontario, and you 
get to win the Code Chaos Adidas Apparel Pack. Style Evolution was the hashtag. 11 days ago, we asked you to jump in on social media and give us a picture of how you used to hang out on the golf course and uh, and strut your stuff with an old pick of what you used to wear and a current pick of how you your style evolution has changed over the years. And Peter, now a member of, of Team Ontario, great young player and a friend of our show, uh, he posted the best pick. A great pick of him as a real youngster and now as a great young man there posing in his Adidas uniform. Uh, good-looking swing and, and a great young player, Peter. So congratulations to you uh, on winning the style evolution from our friends at Adidas Golf. All right, Bob, I've got a very cool contest uh, and I've been looking forward to announcing this. We started teasing it last week, but this is unlike any contest we've ever done before. We're, you know, winning clubs, winning apparel, anything like this. This is very different. How about the opportunity to name a golf course? Our friends at Woodington Lake are asking for your help. Legis, uh, legacies are meant to change. And why are we saying that legacies are meant to change? Because the legacy golf course at Woodington Lake Golf Club is going to go through a transformation in 2020. Instead of being an 18-hole championship golf course, they're going to break into two nines. Two nines that can play very different ways with two hole locations and two pins on every green on what is now known as the legacy course. You could play each nine twice for 18, each nine once for 27, 36. You can stay the entire day. You can stay the entire summer. The, the message here is you've got more combinations, more fun, and more opportunity to play more different type, types of golf than on the Legacy Golf Course this year at Woodington Lake. So what are they asking you to do? Follow them on Instagram, at Woodington Lake Golf Club. That's at Woodington Lake Golf Club. Follow them on Instagram and tag two friends and give your best name, your best suggestion for what is going to be the new course, renaming the Legacy course, which will now be two nine-hole golf courses with two pins. And there's other things going on here, Bob. They're going to try to really bring that top golf environment and experience to the golf course. Music theme nights, party nights, couple nights. Uh, they're going to really do it right and just kind of really open up the, the spectrum and, and the community of who thinks uh, maybe going out and playing golf on a Friday night, different types of league play. And the beauty of this, Bob, is that they have the other golf course still. They still have the Legends course, which is the championship course, home of the Ontario Open. So for the traditional hardcore golfer, you know, you still have that option at Woodington. And if you're out for fun and you're out for something different and you just want a quick nine or you want to play as much golf as possible, you're going to have the legacy course and your chance to name it. And of course, the winner, the person that they select with the name gets a VIP golf membership for 2020 on the course they named. It's pretty different. Hashtag is change up golf. Help us change. Been asked to name a golf course or a hole at a club or anything along those lines over the years? No, no. The only thing I've ever asked for name was my son. I think that was about it. But I love that. Uh, I love that they're getting creative. <laughs> I love that they're doing some different things with with their uh, with their uh, with their new course. And and you know this is kind of what we need. I think you can have some fun with different places. It doesn't always have to be start at the first hole and you know go right through and finish up. You got different opportunities here it sounds like to play on a on, on cool course so uh that's that's what you need to get people into this game and we're going to need it a lot when we get out of this um out of this pandemic stuff but uh i'm glad that i'm glad that they're uh they're having some fun with it and who knows what the course might be called i don't know what would you name it 
I don't know. I've been thinking about this. And, and when they told me about this concert that they're launching today, and of course, it's going to run for three weeks, by the way. So they're going to take names and suggestions and participation for three weeks. And when they told me about this, I knew you'd like it. I, I instantly said to them, I said, Bob's going to love this because Bob is all about <laughs> trying different things and trying to a, a, attract new golfers to the game in different ways instead of the same old, same old. Now, when you have 36 golf holes, you know, that's part of the benefit of being able to do it at Woodington Lake is they already have a championship golf course that they groom for a, a provincial championship a, a, every year. So they have the flexibility to be able to do this. But I think this is great. And I think the, you know, having some theme nights and, and music and they, they've even discussed and there's lots more announcements to come, but I've even heard discussions of, of letting six go and eight go and, uh, you know, it really changing up the environment on golf, really relaxed dress code. Uh, again, the two pins on every green, you can choose what pin you're going to. You can just play it wild where wherever your approach shot lands, you just play to the, the closest pin from there. So this is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to have many different themes, many different styles of play, combinations of play, and uh, this will evolve as the summer evolves. So legacies are meant to change. So hit us up, hashtag change up golf. Follow Woodington Lake Golf Club on Instagram. That's Woodington Lake Golf Club on Instagram. Tag two friends and give us your best new name for the Legacy Golf Course for a VIP membership in 2020. That wraps up Hour 1 of GTC. On the other side, an all-time, all-masters edition of Winner's Weird and What is back. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Hour 2 of GTC's Aquino Weeks and a Masters edition of Golf Talk Canada. In Hour 1, we really dove into that interview with Tiger Woods and Golf TV and really got caught up with how Tiger's feeling, what he's doing for practice, his time as a father, the fact that he was colorblind, and the fact that he's missing the Masters and is going to have to make some real choices on his schedule as we get to this condensed fall schedule that is being proposed and about to get busier when the PGA Tour makes their announcement this week. We're going to continue in hour two with our Masters theme. Bob spoke with uh, Mike Weir about his 2003 green jacket 17 years ago. Unbelievable. It's been that long for Weirzy as he gets set to start his Champions Tour career. We're going to have uh, Adam Scully, a little Scully time and a little Masters trivia that we did from our video podcast. It was an absolute blast. But first, we're going to resurrect Winners Weird and What, a Masters edition of 3-Dub. And Bob, the T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Bob, it's good to have 3-Dub back. Let's start there. And why not with the Masters 3-Dub this week uh, for our Masters show? And you know, some of the traditions at Augusta can be a little over the top, and I love Jim Nance, and Jim Nance is great at what he does, but you know uh, Jim Nance can also uh, become sometimes a, a little over the top with the dram as well, but I got to tell you, I miss all of it this week. I miss the tradition of the Masters. I miss the 
over-the-top dramatic uh, vignettes and and Jim Nance's uh, calls and welcoming welcoming us back to a tradition like no other and the green jacket and the par three competition and the champions dinner and the skipping balls at 16 and all the things that go with Augusta. I know sometimes it can feel a little corny, a little over the top, but if there was ever a week where I missed it, Bob, man, it sure landed this week. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is. There is a little bit of syrup on uh, Jim Nance's words when he comes to Augusta, but um, that's part of the tradition, you know. That's what we love, and we love all this kind of stuff, all this um, par three con, all the things that go along with it. Everything that even even the traditions that we have as uh, as a television uh, crew when we're down there, you know, when we're taping Golf Talk Canada television on the par three course, and just so many things to look forward to. And it's uh, you know they'll be there at at some point. We'll get back to that, but. But right now, it's uh, it's good to look through the memories. Yeah, it's true, and they are missed this week, and let's hope they all return in November. Okay, weird. You and I have talked about this in the last couple of weeks, and it is my weird the more I think about it. You know, we we always say that Augusta is the, is the pure examination of, of one's putting game and that it is the most severe greens. And, and you mentioned uh, to me how uh, Bernard Longer, I think it was, told you that uh, – Year in and year out, they're always tweaking those greens and making changes to those greens, which make them even harder already. The fact they're running at 13 with severe slope, that's not hard enough. The fact that they're changing almost on an annual basis with all the upkeep to Augusta National and all the technology that they have put underneath those greens with the sub-air system over the years. Yet it is bizarre to me that considering what a difficult putting uh, challenge it is, that we have seen some really yippy putters win there. Uh, uh, Bernard Langer has won twice there. Adam Scott, Bubba Watson has won twice. These are uh, typically guys that fight their putter, fight their putting stroke, and yet have had uh, some success at Augusta. And I think it says a lot about the golf course, that it's more than just the putting contest, which I think we all know. And it also says a lot about sometimes guys who are tentative with the, the putter, maybe the faster surface you give them, Bob. Like, I, I always spoke of this of, of Justin Rose. And I always said, give Justin Rose a nine-foot tickler down the hill versus a nine-foot straight up the gut, and he'll take the nine-tickler down the hill every time. Because anybody who has a passive putting stroke, something very passive at impact, doesn't want that straight one uphill into the grain. So maybe there's something to that there, but it, it is a little strange, no? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot strange when you think about it. I mean, it's it's baffling, and uh, you know, I've been lucky to be on those greens, and you sit there and even just try to, let alone if you have a bad stroke, but just try to figure out where the brakes are. It's uh, it's mind-boggling. So uh, you're you're bang on with this one. And my master's what, Bob? And I asked you this on my video, on our video podcast, and I'm going to ask you it again today. What will be the more iconic masters? What will be the more iconic Sunday a hundred years from now? When we look back a hundred years from now or 50 years from now, the way that this generation you know, looks back on, you know, Gene Sarazen's five wood and, and, and Ben Hogan's one iron in the U.S. Open. When 50 years from now, 100 years from now, when we look back, what will be more iconic, the 86 Masters or the 2019 Masters? Hmm. Wow. I still think for me, uh, probably 2019, you know, I think that was a bigger surprise win than Jack's win, but... I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a pick 'em right there for me.
that that is it's just i and i've been grinding it out and you know we when when last year happened 2019 we all said oh that's this generation since 1986 but it's like wow it's it's so hard to decipher but I, it's going to be all many years after i'm gone bob and figure out that conversation and hear what people are saying okay bob i'm done sir the tea is now yours so, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, Mark. Well, I decided that uh, I was going to go off the board a little bit here, and I've got a couple of ma- I've got a Masters one, but I've also got uh, I've got to get back to my my typical uh, Saturday morning radio weirds. So that'll be coming up. At, I'm going to go out. Well, of, out you of have sink a couple of good ones. I figure you have some good ones for us then. <laughs> yeah, my winner this week is uh, is dating to Augusta National, and it is the the look, the way that Augusta National creates the look of. The golf tournament to me is spectacular, and what I mean by that is, the only people allowed inside the ropes at the Masters are the players and the caddies. And when you see people walking down holes like 11, or you're going over up to the tee on on uh, 12, or walking up or walking down the hill on 15, there's not TV people running around. There's not media people inside the ropes. There's not even radio broadcasters, Mark, walking alongside in those places. Yeah. It's just such unheard a clean, of, pristine, <laughs> a clean, pristine look that for me really kind of shows um, a difference and a different look and a unique look for, for tournament golf these days. I mean, you know, you go to the Open Championship or the U.S. Open, those are the two worst ones. They're just unbelievable how, uh, how crazy it is with that. But, um, but I, I love that look, and so that's, that's my winner. My what this week is uh, you, know, you brought is, this is up a little to me. bit of a oh sorry Bob I didn't mean to cut go ahead go ahead I didn't mean to cut you off I just wanted to say no I just wanted to say that you brought this up to me and and uh, off mic you brought this up to me and I was uh, you know I never I never looked at it like that before and I thought it's a great point and I think uh, all of our listeners this morning when professional golf comes back when the majors come back look at the difference that Bob's talking about because Augusta part of the reason it looks so beautiful. For all the obvious reasons, one of them is the bo- the one that Bob's bringing out, which isn't obvious, is that it is so uncluttered with unnecessary people. So that's I just wanted to add to that. Very good, very well said. Um, my um, my what this week is I'm I'm and I'm going out of order because I want to save my weird for last. Is what a great move by some of the people in various golf industries to help us out now these days in the in the pandemic that we have. For instance, the United States Golf Association is pledging $5 million to some of the state and area golf associations. But the one I really wanted to point out was a couple of the city courses in Vancouver um, that are closed, Langara and McCleary, are turning their their clubhouses into food centers. So what they're doing is they're creating probably about 1,000 meals for the homeless and the less fortunate people in Vancouver, and they're going to deliver them to various charities because a lot of these places now a lot of these homes and drop-in places where where people normally get food, they're not getting it. So the golf courses are closed. Their city, their municipal golf courses, and they've turned those into um, where they're creating all these different meals, big lasagnas and chilies and things like that. And then they're going to take them around to these places. So good for them. I know a couple of companies as well that have uh, 
have started um, changing their focus from making golf clothing or, uh, in one case, golf flags, and they're actually now turning them into making masks for uh, for, for the frontline workers. So another good shout-out to those people. So, and, I, and it's really interesting and really good to see that um, in a troubled time like this, yes, there are people way less fortunate those than us who are fortunate enough to play and work in the golf business. It's nice to see, though, that we're giving back a little bit. 100%. Everybody's got to do their part uh, during these times. And, and, and if you can help and you can go outside the box and change things up, like you're saying, Bob, to help the cause. Well done to those those people and well done to anyone out there, you know, jumping in, in, in scenarios like this. And you couldn't, you know, I couldn't let you go without a nice weird for, for this one. Now, this one takes us to Vero <laughs> Beach, Florida. And we have a we have a police report. And the police report uh, is a very interesting one. So basically... There was a police were called to a woman who was standing in the middle of US-1. And that's where the Indian River County Sheriff's investigators, investigators went shortly after 6 p.m. This is on March 26, so not that long ago. When they arrived there, they found a woman who appeared, it said, this is in the police report, it says, appeared to be under the influence of an unknown drug. She actively took off her clothes on the roadway while swinging a golf club. So... <laughs> She was stripped down to other clothes and then began swinging a club. The best part about this, though, is that the uh, the police report states uh, we were unsure if the club was a driver, wedge, putter, or iron. So they wanted to get the full report in there, but this poor woman eventually was <laughs> was taken in, and I'm hoping that uh, she recovered from her uh, from her over imbibing. Oh my! Well, that's great. You know what? I think I think we're gonna we gotta bring. I think it's time to bring three dub back uh, permanently. I, I I just miss these every week, Bob. This is a highlight of my Saturday morning. So uh, we got to get back on. I, I guess on this is what happens. And with, there's still enough craziest. I was gonna say. I guess this Sorry, is what ahead. happens when you don't when you can't play golf, right? You gotta get a swing in the streets. That's right. That's it. That's it. And I tell you, and there is enough crazy stuff still happening in the world of golf that we can continue three dub. I think, I think it's, it's still that insane out there. Okay. You know what else is insane? 17 years since Mike Weir put on the green jacket. On the other side, Bob had a chance to cut up with, uh, catch up with Weirzy about his 2003 Masters victory. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Weeks, a Masters Saturday, which should have been a Masters Saturday. Bob, 
2003, that's the first time I ever uh, went to Augusta. My first ever trip to the Masters. I was there Monday to Friday. was unable to stay for the weekend. Um, we're 17 years removed from Mike Weir's green jacket. And I think uh, what is the greatest single achievement by a Canadian golfer in history. Um, what Any memories of that? Thinking back 20, 2003, what, what, what pops into mind uh, the most when you sit there and think about that that week in Augusta and, and what Weir was able to accomplish. Uh, there's a couple out there. I I, I think, and it, this was sort of tipped off by watching it again on Monday. The the replay of it was just how amazing he was with his putter that week, and especially in that final round, like those six, seven, eight footers. Boy, I don't think he missed any of them. And and then I remember at the end of the day. Um, so when he wins, you know, there's all this stuff. I don't know if you know this, but he goes into the butler cabin, gets the green jacket. He comes outside. There's a public ceremony out there. He goes down and meets with the media. Then he goes and has dinner, believe it or not, with all the members. He has a sit-down dinner with the members. And after that, he goes in and does one-on-one -on -one interviews with some of the rights holders. And then he's done. And I can remember about 11 o'clock at night after he was finally finished, uh, there was a bunch of us Canadian people sitting around in the grill room at, uh, at Augusta National and Mike came in, and he was wearing the jacket, and it just looked like it fit him so perfectly as if it was made for him. And I'll never forget thinking that, you know what, this guy was made to wear that jacket. It was, it was a cool moment. That is very cool, and it is a long experience after that jacket uh, goes on, and, and it, there's a lot of obligations, and they start immediately, to your point. Well, uh, Bob had the opportunity to touch base with Mike and speak with Mike, looking back 17 years ago on his 2003 Masters victory. And here is Mike Weir, the winner at the 2003 Masters. And, uh, Mike, it's, it's been a while. I know this is the time of year when you normally would be going back to Augusta. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's obviously a difficult time for everybody, and uh, but when you think back now to that 2003, with your perspective on 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 the game and the world and your career now, what stands out for you? Oh boy, uh, so many things. I think the things I remember most are uh, the the celebrations after the fun with family, the the special moments that I was able to share with uh, so many great friends and family. That that's what I remember. Obviously, it was. Uh, you know, the weather week was odd, you know, playing, you know, not getting started until, until Friday at all. And it was kind of just a, a, you know, a quick sprint to the finish as we, we just kind of stayed on the course and they were long days and um, in the media room after and then quick wake up and turn around. Um, it was a bit of a whirlwind, but Sunday kick got back to a little bit more normal. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, unbelievable day for me, for sure. Is there a shot? During that final round that stands out for you, I mean, there were so many great ones, uh, but is there one particular shot that sort of stands out? Well, you can obviously point to that putt I made on 18. I mean, that's that's the one uh, that uh, sticks out in my mind. There were some really key saves, I think, early in the day. I think the putt I made on number four, um, the up and down on five from, a, from right at the front of the green, and the up and down on eight um, from off the front. Uh, I laid up to a really you know, poor position. I think I had a little mud in my ball. If I remember right, and the ball kind of squirted at the left on when I was trying to lay up and uh, had to just kind of pitch it out and made it really good up and down on eight. So those were some, you know, real key moments that uh, I remember. Uh, when you look at it now, how did it change your career? How did it change your life? Well, um, yeah, it changed, it changed my life. I think the very next day it, it uh, hit home when uh, I flew up and had that, uh, 
the day at Sears, we were launching a clothing line through Sears and then, you know, going to the hockey game that night with the Leafs and Flyers. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that was just really special and memorable and something I'll always, always remember. And that's when it kind of hit me like, uh, this is a pretty big deal. I'd won some big tournaments before that, but that was, uh, uh that was a big deal. And I think now as time's passed a lot, you know, I've said this a lot, you know, the, the casual fan that I see around town, they're like, Oh, you're the guy who won the masters. They don't remember many of the other tournaments, but they remember the masters. Um, you, uh, we don't know when the masters is going to be played this year, but, uh, when it does happen, there are already three other Canadians who are going to be in the field and Corey Connors, Nick Taylor, and Adam Hadwin. And all three of those guys look to you as, as a guy who proved that Canadians can win big tournaments. Canadians can win majors. What's it going to be like for you, do you think, to go around and play a practice round with those three guys? Well, I think it'll be great. Uh, you know, for years I've always uh, admired when Gary Player was out there with Ernie and Louis Osthazen and Trevor Wimbledon and all the guys, uh, uh, South African guys that uh, have gotten in the tournament. I thought, wow, that'd be fun to be able to do that someday, to, to play with some of the younger guys. And we're going to get a chance to do that once we hopefully get back sometime in the fall. And, uh, you know, I just admire those guys, the work ethic they put in. Um, you know, I feel like we're going to have some breakthroughs, whether it's those three guys. I think it could happen with any of those three guys or in the future. I think our game's heading in the right direction. There's a lot more uh, uh, players that are, you know, world-class and getting, getting that elite level. And we're going to have somebody break through here and, and uh, win another one. All right, Mike, thanks so much, and uh, everyone's uh, going to be watching you this week. Uh, I know I'm thinking about you, too, as the uh, it would be typically Masters week, but uh, we got a lot of good reruns here on TSN to watch. All right, thanks, Weeksy. Appreciate it. And you got the feeling, Bob, too, that uh, Mike's uh, going to start to really kind of embrace that role uh, that he just kind of touched on in, in the last part of your interview there, where uh, you know being able to go out with some of the younger Canadians and and looking around as as he's been there over the years at Augusta and seeing like Gary Player able to do that and maybe some uh, players from some other countries and now his opportunity as he gets up to a chance too to ramp ramp up for his Champions Tour career as well. So interesting times for Mike Weir, really. Yeah, I think he was uh, really gearing up for the start of that Champions Tour, and that'll be uh, on on delay, I'm sure, for him. But uh, but he'll be ready when he's when he gets around to it. But uh, you're right. I think the role that he has now as kind of a mentor, as the elder statesman, um, as the guy that uh, that generation that's now at the top of the game look up to in terms of a of a Canadian um, legend and a Canadian guy who blazed a trail for them. So uh, it will be fun to see that foursome go out for a practice round whenever that does occur. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And um, look, listen, at the end of the day, I know we got to wait till November to get to the Masters and everybody's, you know, kind of itching for it and upset that it got delayed. But I keep trying to take the cup half full approach here, Bob. We're going to have two Masters within five and a half months of one another. So if you if you miss the Masters now, don't worry. You're going to get two of them almost back-to-back. And, in fact, they will be back-to-back in terms of majors. The last major of 2020 will be the first major of 2021. On the other side, we're going to do a little bit of scully time and our – Trivia, Masters Trivia. We had a lot of fun this week in our video podcast. If you didn't see it, we're going to run our Masters Trivia for you. And Scully time from our video podcast 
Uh, it drops every Wednesday on tsn.ca. You missed it. No worries. We're going to run it for you next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zakino Weeks. If you haven't seen our video podcast, it drops every Wednesday around 12 noon Eastern on tsn.ca. This week we did an all-masters edition of the Golf Talk Canada video podcast. We did some Masters trivia and, of course, some Scully time. We didn't want to do the same old, same old Masters trivia. We wanted to have some fun with our Masters trivia. So if you missed it, we're going to run it for you now. Here's Scully time and Masters trivia from this week's video podcast. Scully, we got some trivia coming up for you and Bob. We're going to have some fun. But before we get there, uh, we brought back three dub this week because we wanted to celebrate the Masters. Give us your uh, winners, weird, and what Masters edition. Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to have winners, weird, and what back this week. It would have been Masters week. Looking forward to hopefully getting down uh, in November. Uh, my winner for Augusta National, the 12th hole. One of the greatest par threes probably in the world, 155 yards, but the wind can do a host of different things. Disaster waiting to happen. Of course, we saw last year four players all hitting it in the water in the final round. Jordan Spieth in 2016 making quad. How about Jeff Maggard making an eight from that broadcast that we saw on TSN on Monday on route to losing uh, to Mike Weir. There have been three aces all time. On the 12th hole, the last being Curtis Strange in 1988. Wow. You have to go all the way back there. I got to think it's the best short par three in the world, with all due respect to the 17th Island Green at Sawgrass, which has got to be right there. Of course, there's the postage stamp, seven at Pebble Beach. There's so many good ones, but 12 at Augusta, considering what it means on a Sunday, it comes down that to that and 17 at Sawgrass because it just what can happen in a tournament. Hard to uh, beat the 12th at the Masters, Adam. Yeah, hard to beat it for sure. Okay, my weird. How about last year? Zach Johnson, second round, 13th hole, taking a practice swing a little too close to the ball, and he actually hit his ball in his practice swing. The ball went about three or four yards. He actually swore, was that what Zach Johnson never swears, uh, and he sort of looked at, at Matt Kuchar and Ian Poulter saying, now what do I do? Of course, the stroke didn't count as it was a practice swing, but that was probably one of the weirdest things I have ever seen on a golf broadcast. You know, it's kind of weird, too. I, I agree with you. I don't know if you remember. Bob, do you remember with Zach Johnson, too, uh, the boat backfiring in his putting stroke at the uh, par three at the John Deere Classic? And, and it sounded yeah. like a gunshot. This stuff follows Zach around. <laughs> That's right. He's had a few of those blips over the years, too. But, uh, but you know, the good thing about that was at least it didn't cost him a stroke at, uh, at Augusta. That's it. All right, Adam, let's go back to you. Give us your what? Master's edition of 3 Dub. 
Okay, my what this week, historically, it's kind of strange. No player has ever shot four rounds in the 60s at Augusta National in one year. Looking back to last year, John Rahm shot in the 60s in his final three rounds of 2018 and the first round of 2019. So we did it for four straight rounds. But no player has ever done it in one calendar year. Isn't that odd? That's amazing when you consider some of the years where we've seen some really great scoring, but... I don't know, Bob, what, what do you point to that? To me, it points to the fact that uh, there's always like a big number around that corner on the back nine, and that probably over four days prevents even the best player from putting four in the 60s. Yeah, I think weather's a big factor as well, too. Sometimes you get out there and you have a beautiful, warm, crisp day where guys go out there and, you know, go low. We had, I think, was it last year, we had a bunch of guys go shoot 64 in the one round, which is the first time that had happened. And then you can you, you can go with the next day and it'll be blowing a hundred miles an hour and, and you can hardly get the ball in the hole. So, um, but again, I think it's, I think it's the golf course with the way the golf course is set up and the way the golf course plays. There's, there's, as you said, there's danger looming with every swing. All right, let's get to uh, some trivia, Adam, because uh, I, I was Gene Rayburn. You probably don't know who Gene Rayburn is. Bob. No idea. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, we got the little thin microphone from the guy that used to host, host match game. And it was like this really awkward <laughs> thin. I always wanted the thin microphone, Bob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, long, long telescopic thin micro, microphone. Right. I think Bob Barker, too. He used to have one of those. <laughs> that's right. Don't forget to get your pets spayed and neutered. Uh, that's uh... <laughs> All right, so let's get to some Masters trivia. We'll start with Bob. Bob, this is your first question. And, of course, we're not doing who won the, you know, the 92 Masters, stuff like that. We've been there, done that. And uh, you ain't stumping Weeks or Scully with those types of questions. These are fun questions. So, Bob, within a nickel, within a nickel, what is the cost of a pimento cheese sandwich at the Masters? Ooh, it's a little one of the, it's one of the more, it's in the middle of a pack in terms of expense. I know that the egg salad is the cheapest because that's the one I like. I'm going to say two fifty. <laughs> it is a dollar fifty right there with the egg salad. Wow. wow. It is right there with the egg salad and yours truly does not like that sandwich, but I will tell you a story. My first year at the Masters was 2003. I never got to stay for the weekend, which was unfortunate, but I was there till Friday evening. I had three pimento and uh, three pimento cheese sandwich that week, and I'm pretty sure uh, 17 years later it's still with me. I'm pretty sure. That's, here's, a, here's a good story for you. So one of our cameramen, Mark Millette, uh, good pal of mine, and uh, one year I bought a pimento cheese sandwich and I stuck it in his camera bag. <laughs> And uh, he found it two weeks later when he got home. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. Okay, Adam, as you know, the only place in the world that you can buy authentic master's merchandise is if you're lucky enough to be a patron at Augusta National. Now, there is one main hub for all souvenirs and, and things you want, and there's a couple of smaller uh, souvenir stands around the golf course. So within – 200 grand within 200 grand how, what is the average hour of sales during the masters week at Augusta? so if you take all the sales from monday to sunday what is the average hour sales total in merchandise within 200 grand per hour per hour that gives you a hint oh my God. it is big 
Uh, I am going to say, oh, geez, 375,000? <laughs> 850,000 an oh, hour. Oh, wow. For gross sales of $50 million for the week of In the your month. life. In your life, have you ever heard a number wow. like that? So, okay, guys, we're all for here on BBC. Uh, <laughs> okay, Bob, true or false? I'll give you a true or false. You're 50-50. True or false? Most masters, generally speaking, by the time we get to Saturday, there are more greenskeeping staff Saturday than there are players in the field. I would say true. Correct. You are right. Hey, that was kind of an easy one. 60 greenskeeping staff on the golf course for the week. Wow. And the average cut is between 45 and 55 players on an annual basis. There's a great, there's a great moment. Most people don't see it because it's kind of at the end of the day when most of the patrons are gone. When they come down in the mowers down the fairway, and it looks like they have, enough, they have enough fairway cutters that they cover the entire fairway. So they just have to come down once, then they go back up once. But it's, uh, it's the most amazing thing, and I always want to have that soundtrack from the cry of the valkyries you know dun, 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 as they're coming down the floor 100 percent. that has to be the score to those two mowers that is perfect uh all right skelly we gave bob a 50 50 we're going to give you a 50 50 to see if you can tie it up here as you know adam that all the holes at augusta national are also named after flowers that are native or displayed on the property but mainly on that hole the 14th hole is called Chinese fur. True or false? Was Chinese fur once named Spanish dagger? True or false? Was it once named Spanish dagger? Ooh, this is a total guess. I'm going to say false. And oh. the original name of Chinese fur was Spanish dagger. Oh, no. leads it one nothing here. All right, Bob, let's see if you can build on your lead. What is longer, Bob? What is longer, Magnolia Lane or the new par three fourth from the tips to a back hole location? What is longer, the new fourth hole, as it's been redesigned over the years, yeah. with a back pin off the tips or Magnolia Lane? Which one measures longer? Uh, well, I know the fourth hole – it only had one hole in one in all the Masters. Jeff Sluman did it. I'm going to say that has nothing to do, by the way, with trying <laughs> to delay. I'm going to say Magnolia Lane is longer. You are correct, Bob. Yeah. Magnolia Lane is 330 yards long. It was actually paved in 1947. That's the first year wow. they paved Magnolia, Magnolia Lane. As you guys know, I believe the max they can stretch four to now is somewhere around 260, 258 yards. So Magnolia Lane is the correct answer okay bob has got two adam what still nothing are we on zero the all right Zilch. we need a comeback here the crow's nest the famous crow's nest where the amateurs stayed during the masters the crow's nest hovering above the clubhouse is it over or under a thousand square feet in size the crow's nest over or under Another 50-50, I'm giving you an over-under number here of 1,000 square feet for the crow's nest. Oh, man. I'm going to say under. Oh. <laughs> All right, the crow's nest. I'm on nest. fire. 
1,200 square feet. And you know what? Wow. It's amazing because when you've seen images of the crow's nest over the years, I always picture it at this very tight, confined area. But yeah. I guess we're not getting the full images of the crow's nest. If you measure every possible square foot, it is actually uh, 1,200 square feet. So there you go. Okay, uh, Bob, you have won trivia, but I've got a bonus question here and something I researched that I had no idea. So I'll, I'll throw it out to both of you because I didn't know this. I think Bob might know this. I did not know this. Uh, the invention of the green jacket with the Masters started in 1937, the invention of the green jacket. It was purchased from a uniform company in New York City called Brooks Uniform at the time. But do you guys ever, have you ever heard why the green jacket invention was started? What was the purpose, the idea, or the concept as to why the Augusta National Golf Club decided on a green jacket for the Masters. Bob, do you, do you have any idea? I think you would. I, do know. I know the I know the answer. Let's let's let Scully have a okay. guess. Skulls. Uh, I have no idea. This is totally. I have absolutely no idea. Okay, I, have I, I, didn't know this, I have no idea either, Bob. <laughs> they were out of blue material. That's why. No, no. They used. <laughs> they used. They thought it would be a good idea if the patrons who were coming to the golf tournament and they were looking for information, knew who to ask. So all the members wore the green jackets. That way they could go up and say, hey, how do I get to the fourth hole? How do I get to the ninth hole? Or where's the beer? All those kind of questions. That's how they were identifying them to help the patrons. Is that right? And as always, Bob, you are correct. <laughs> and it's amazing wow. that such an iconic garment started with such a basic idea of information and community. <laughs> All right, Skulls, thanks for playing our little game. The good news is, yeah, Bob beat you, but guess what? He didn't win a bloody thing, so you're exactly uh, where you started. <laughs> a toaster. It's a toaster. You're on a really yeah. bad Canadian game show. I gave you a toaster. Thanks, Adam. Thank we'll you. See you next week, buddy. There you have it. That, I had a blast doing Masters Trivia, and I'm thinking that, you know, when the world returns back to normal and we get some golf courses open that maybe maybe uh, every other week or monthly or there's got to be some type of uh, trivia segment, I think, coming to Golf Talk Canada at some point. And listen, I'll do anything to play the role of Richard Dawson or Gene Rayburn, so let's just be honest. Okay, on the other side, we'll wrap up today's show, and we'll get you caught up on all the con contest announcements that you might have missed from hour one. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC as we wrap up today's show. A shout out to our friends at Adidas Golf and to Peter Blazevic who won the Style Evolution. We asked you to hashtag Style Evolution and Code Chaos 
and tag Golf Talk Canada at Adidas Golf and show us your style evolution, a picture from the past on how you used to dress on a golf course and a picture of the present. And Peter did a great job. He's a great young player for Team Ontario, and he picked a picture, posted a picture of him as a, as a youngster and now him as a proud member of Team Ontario. He wins the apparel pack, the Code Chaos apparel pack valued at over $600. Congratulations, Peter, our friends at TaylorMade. Hit them up on Twitter, at TaylorMadeCA. That's at TaylorMadeCA. And on Instagram, at TaylorMade underscore CA. What they want you to do is like them on Instagram and Twitter and tag three friends. If you do so, and you're dreaming of playing Augusta like most of us, then you will have the opportunity to win a P7 TW irons and four dozen TP5 golf balls to share with your foursome. Of course, those irons are those beautiful Tiger Forge blades that he used to win at Augusta the last year like them on twitter and instagram and tag three friends for the tailor-made contest and we're going to give away four dozen tp5 golf balls this week on golf talk canada's video podcast and finally this is so cool change up golf that's the hashtag change up golf because legacies are meant to change our friends woodington lake golf club have come up with maybe the coolest golf contest of the summer for they're going to run it for the next three weeks but this context contest is going to actually hang around forever why because you have a chance to rename their legacy golf course the legacy golf course is going to go through a real transformation in 2020 instead of 18 holes of golf to nine hole golf courses two pins in every green multiple theme nights music nights opportunities to play nine holes 18 holes 27 holes go around the same nine hole play to a different pin twice any combination possible it's the most fun and the most combination really you're going to have all summer on a golf course and they're asking you to help them name the legacy golf course that's right give the legacy golf course a new name how do you do this Follow them on Instagram at Woodington Lake Golf Club. So you got to follow them at, on Instagram at Woodington Lake Golf Club. Tag two of your friends and drop your entry in the comment bar. Make sure you tag two friends and give them the best name for the new course. You'll have a chance to win a VIP golf membership for 2020 on the course you just named. I think that's super cool. And you got to get imaginative here because they're going to get imaginative on what golf looks like in 2020 on the Legacy course under its new name. Again, two pins, changing it up, theme nights, music night, you know it, hashtag change up golf. So get creative. Okay, Bob, we had a, a bit of a crazy show. A lot of uh, content jammed in there from a great interview with Mike Weir. We heard from Tiger Woods with Golf TV. Uh, just a little reminiscing of the Masters because of the week that we're in. All that being said, though, we're going to have some major news coming out this week because part two of this new schedule we anticipate this week, uh, the announcement from the PGA Tour and where the Canadian Open lands in this landscape. And I know we've got great leadership at Golf Canada. In fact, Lawrence Applebaum was scheduled to come on this Saturday. He's coming on next weekend and hopefully going to be able to give us details on what is uh, going on with the RBC Canadian Open after this announcement that, that is potentially coming out any day now. But uh, where where's your gut leaning? Have you heard anything about the RBC Canadian Open? For me, if this is going to happen, man, that spot, second week of September, after the Tour Championship, before the U.S. Open, is an absolute no-brainer if they're able to pull this off. I'd say that uh, that you're you're on the right 
on the right track. I, th- I don't think there's any way, shape, or form it's going to happen on the current date of July 11th to 14th. The one story that's floating out there right now says that that date has already been given away to another tournament. And the biggest difficulty, of course, we know the PGA Tour wants to get back and wants to possibly run some tournaments without any fans on there. But the biggest issue right now, of course, with Canadian with the RBC Canadian Open is the fact that you've got a border to cross. So uh, that, that puts it in a different class. And hopefully we can, like you said, move it down into the fall. There's a bit of a short window there. I don't think you could go much past that open date in September and uh, be legitimate. But I'm, I'm hoping in some way, shape, or form that they'll be able to... Uh, be able to hold this tournament uh, it would be sort of sad to see this national championship not being held but uh if it is, if it does go that way then i think everyone will understand exactly the reasons why you know the rbc canadian open bob is very similar to the open championship and we know the open championship chose to cancel as opposed to postpone and and obviously there's the story out there that th- they were the only golf tournament with pandemic insurance and and they got to cash in on that and maybe that's true and maybe that's part of it but i do also think part of it was the open championship prides itself on being a global event and attracting players from all over the world and we don't know what international travel is going to be like come july august september we don't know about border crossings things of that nature so the open championship fell into that category rbc to your point falls into that same category we don't know what the canadian border is going to be like uh, who's it going to be open to? Can our, you know, our Canadians, can they come back and play? And if they do come back and play, will they be able to go back to their homes in in, in the U.S.? Uh, all these question marks, and it, there are some challenges, but fingers crossed, and hopefully we get some uh, good news this week. The other parts of that, Bob, and, and, and this is no shot at, at, at anyone at all, because I've got friends and family in the U.S., and uh and I, I love the opportunity to being able to visit there, work there, etc. But I think America and Americans are probably a little bit more comfortable with the concept of hosting a major championship with uh, maybe a more American field than normal if it means they get the run event versus canceling event. W- would you agree with that? I think so. It's... Um... You know, it's right now. There's certainly a lot more golf courses open in the United States than in Canada, <laughs> but uh, it's. I think it just becomes easier if you're going to do ten tournaments and they're all going to be in the United States than to try and squeeze in one in Canada. Unfortunately, the, that border, uh, for all the right reasons, you know, is is been pretty tightened down. So, uh, luckily, all our Canadian golfers are are sequestered down in the U.S. So at least we'll get to see them play. Uh, even if it won't be perhaps for their national championship. All right, Bob, before we wrap up today's show, give us the Sunday TSN, Bob Weeks, on the couch, bag of chips, beer, television lineup on the network tomorrow, because I know it's pretty cool. It's pretty good uh, TV watching. If it can't be live golf, this is pretty good. Well, it starts today, uh, 2.30 today, the 2004 Masters final round. That's Phil's. Is it his time? And then at 6 p.m., we get to see the magic of Charles Schwartzel. Um, who birdied the last four holes. That's the final round. And then Sunday, boy, it's championship weekend here on TSN, but Sunday morning, 9.30, we're starting off with the final round of last year's RBC Canadian Open. Then at 12.30, the 2019 Masters final round, when we all know what happens there. And then at 6.30 p.m., it's the CP Women's Open 2018 final round. And I think we all know what happens there. And uh, so, boy, I just may start at 2.30 today and not get up until uh, maybe Monday morning. Yeah, and I, I, I got to tell you, with uh, you know Mike Weir my, winning the, the green jacket in 2003 might be the greatest 
uh, golfing achievement by uh, a player from Canada. But in my opinion, with all due respect to Mike Weir taking down uh, Tiger Woods in the President's Cup in singles, the greatest uh, golfing achievement by a Canadian on Canadian soil is what Brooke Henderson did in 2018. So it'll be fun to relive that. Bob, uh, this week we'll see you for our Golf Talk Canada video podcast. We will see you next week uh, for another live edition of Golf Talk Canada. Be following all of your stuff on tsn.ca. And we'll be back with another Scully Time live edition in the video podcast as well as our radio next week. And hopefully some more announcements and news. Uh, Lawrence Applebaum from Golf Canada uh, trying to join us. Hopefully join us next week with... Uh, with a breakdown of hopefully what uh, some news is on the PG Tour and the RBC Canadian Open. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.